This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 943 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. horse people coach jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip features society of master saddlers qualified saddle fitter annette gavin annette takes on the monumental task of explaining the different attributes of english saddles and why you may or may not want them for the type of riding you do and we'll get right to our tip after this important message from kentucky performance products This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. And I'm so glad to welcome you back, Annette Gavin from Hasselow Competition Saddles to Horse Tip Daily. And you are going to help us out with a listener question. A gentleman, uh, I believe it was a Facebook post that he asked... Uh, what the heck is going on with saddle descriptions? Um, a generation or so ago, there were two distinct types of English saddles commonly seen in the United States. There was an all-purpose saddle, and there was dressage saddle, and depending upon which part of the country you were in, a, cro- a close contact saddle, making a third. And nearer the three sh- would meet. They were very distinct from one another. It was really easy to tell which one was which one. But that is not the case anymore. And Annette, could you please help us. What is the difference and what are the similarities between the different types of saddles these days? Well, yes. I mean, um, I can understand his actual um, confusion here because as designs have changed, and truly our horses have changed too over these years, we now have a lot more mix and match breeds. So designs in the saddle have changed. Years ago, what he was looking at was the all-purpose events were um, a deeper-seated, forward-cut saddle that sort of kept you in the plate, as it were. And um, you had your hunter saddle, which was dead flat with no knee rolls, or you had a dressage saddle, 
And as you said, they're all very distinct. Now you have your close contact saddles, but they can come in the event type, which is a little deeper seat with a forward flap, a lot of knee roll, a thigh roll, and a little bit more forward in its balance point these days. And that forwardness in the balance point, the riders seem to love. I'm not so sure the horses do. Um, because it puts them a little bit more over the forehand of the horse when you're jumping. Hmm, interesting. You get a standard close contact, which has a small knee roll, is very flat, almost no dip to the seat, small square back. If you have a thigh roll at all, it's minute, it's pencil. Um, and that is more for the hunter market, where they don't want to be... Um, held in the saddle quite as dramatically and that's partly because they're jumping in a different fashion they're jumping in um arena around a set course with very set striding and nothing you know everything is planned for you um when you're jumping cross country your horses have a tendency to jump big they may jump late or early and so the more security in the saddle gives you um somewhere to stay if the horse just miscalculates and puts in an extra effort. Um, and then there are all of those in between, which are a bit of both, you know, a little bit flat, not terribly big knee roll, and are sort of a compilation of the two. And they're more like your show jumping saddle. Um, event saddles these days, I would tell him, you know, a lot of them are monoflap. And again, we'll wait on that one. I'm not sure that having a long girth is such a great thing on a galloping horse because the longer the lever to the attachment point, the more likely there is to be movement, basic physics. So, you know, there are a few different things about the designs. But one of the major design differences these days is that all we've learned about panels with all our work in... Um, design work in the client system and with equi-analysis motion and um, gait analysis for horse and, and rider analysis too. We've learned about where people move in the saddle and how horses carry a saddle. And so we've changed panels a bit and this has changed the seat too. We've given the horse a better panel surface to support the back. Um, we've given a little bit of a broader panel to support a galloping horse. And we've given horses a bit more um, room to move their shoulder in the design. Those um, GP events that he's thinking of back in the day had a much more forward point, and that forward point tended to dig the shoulder of a galloping horse if you weren't careful. It doesn't matter quite so much in show jumping because they're not going over such a long distance and the ground is relatively level. But when you're eventing and going cross-country to have your saddle move a little bit or move onto the shoulder and a forward point really was damaging the horses. So there have been design changes for the horse and the rider. I think a lot of the changes are good. Some of them I think we can look at again and um, test out hypothesis on. I'm not sure that really big thigh rolls are a good idea. But riders like them. They like to stay in the plate with them. 
So generally, your your um, show jump saddles are the flatter ones, not quite as flat as your close contact hunter saddles. And your event saddles have the bigger knee rolls and the thigh rolls and a slightly deeper seat. And that's basically the difference between them. And then the event saddles can be monoflap or standard in their flapping with two flaps. Phew, that's a whole bunch in seven and a half minutes right there. <laughs> so let me see if I'm getting the grasping this. And it, there was a day a long time ago mm-hmm. where anybody with one good eye could tell a close contact saddle from an all purpose saddle because close contact saddles always had square cantles. Yes. And all purpose saddles always had round cantles. Yes. That is definitely not true anymore, is it? No, it's not. Okay, so we're going to throw that one out the door to begin with. Yes. Um, if a saddle is described as a close contact show jumping saddle, it's going to have a slightly shallower or less deep seat than a close contact, close contact event saddle. Am I right on that one? You are, absolutely. Okay. If somebody has a close contact equitation saddle, that's probably going to be the flattest of the lot. Yes. Okay. So those those general terms ha- are still tried and true. And if something is going to be called an all-purpose saddle, which you don't see as much of, of anymore, people aren't calling them that, that's yeah. probably going to be the deepest seat of those three descriptions. Yes, it's going to have a round cantle, and um, it's going to have a deeper seat and a straighter flap. A straighter flap. Got yeah, it. And these days you're going to only see those really in um, what we would call endurance saddles or distance trail saddles. Ha. Okay, so I've got that part. Now, when it comes to panel, and for folks who are not students of saddle parts, the panel is the part that touches the horse directly. That's right. Yes. That's, that's what you're sitting on, but it's mm-hmm. the part that it's the end that touches the horse, which has some type of flocking or padding inside of it. Yep. The, it used to be that a close contact saddle and an all-purpose saddle had very, very different panel designs. That's now, right. has that also kind of mishmashed and mushed together too? Yes, it has rather. Um, the years ago, the panel design on a close contact was nearly always foam. And very thin. But that was because you were not riding for a huge amount of time generally in those saddles. Um, now, you still get thinner foam panels, but you get them in all saddles now. And the thinner foam saddles for these big um, moving horses don't give enough support for the event side of it. So you can still get them in event saddles, but in general, it's not a good idea to have a foam panel in an event saddle because they don't support the horse enough. Interesting. So it would, that would also ring true for someone who's going to fox hunt? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Because okay. um, especially with fox hunting, you know, you're sitting there. You may not be galloping all the time, but you're sitting on that saddle for a few hours. Right. So the more spring and relief you can give that horse and the bigger the bearing surface, the better. There we go. And most important of all, of course, is that whatever type of panel you get, you make sure it fits your horse. Yes, the tree, the rail, and the actual panel must fit your horse. So there's three, di- three things that must fit. The front width, the tree width, the rail angle, which is how it goes back into the seat. 
You know, if you've got a very narrow horse um, and you've got a very flat rail, it's not going to fit the horse very well. And that's that's probably the hardest for a consumer to understand because you can have different brands of saddle mm-hmm. that that rail is the same because the tree inside was made by the same manufacturer somewhere. Yes. So that's where a professional saddle fitting person that's um, right. A qualified saddle fitting person can really help you out. Yes, yeah. When that rail isn't right, because it can be a little wide at the front and have a steep rail, you see. And so you put it on a wide horse and that rail is going to dig the edge into your horse's back. Yeesh. We're going to have to have an entire conversation just on the different parts of the tree next time in it. How's that? Is that a deal? That, that sounds good, yes. I, it's I think very interesting. I think we should because it's... It's not something that your average English tech consumer may be aware of. That's something that the Western saddle community is a little bit better at communicating than we are in the English business. So I think maybe we'll have you back on sometime in the near future and we'll talk a little bit about the guts of the saddle, the tree, and how those different parts, what they're called and what their function is. But for now, we're going to wrap up the what the heck is the difference between all these different sides of saddle conversation with where can folks get a hold of you if they have other questions about saddle fit? Well, they can Google Haste Low Competition Saddles um, and there is a Contact Us page or they can call 717 Two nine four six seven five seven, and we'll answer any inquiries. Or they can drop an email: info at hastelowusa.com. There we go. And you've got a Facebook page too, Hastelo Competition Saddles, comma, USA. And you can see the conversations going on right there. And thank you again, Annette. This has been so informative. Okay, thank you. Well, there you go. For more tips on everything from apps for horse folks. To zeroing in on half halts, you can go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. If that's too old school for you, you can have every single one of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's fast, free, and easy. Our awesome sponsors like Kentucky Performance Products help us keep the lights on here at Horse Radio Network, and listeners like you help us grow it. For as little as a dollar a month, you too can support the Horse Radio Network programs that you know and love, and as an official auditor, you will be eligible for some cool auditors-only perks. Learn more by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Uh-huh.